steal, and Puss with the chain. And St. John's takes down number three, Villanova. A signature win for Mike Anderson. Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello, and I am your host, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And I am, I'm starting to believe, I am starting to get sucked back into this team once again, for better or for worse, as my cold, cold heart is starting to turn a little bit warmer uh, after this weekend's news as the, the good news just keeps piling in for St. John's. It feels like we live in an alternate reality right now. It feels like we live in like an upside down world right now because the good news just keeps coming this offseason for St. John's. They just keep killing it on the transfer portal. Uh, if you're not aware already, if you didn't look at the the title of this podcast, the big news from over the weekend from late on Sunday night. Some people were probably already sleeping by the time that this was announced around, I think, 1030 at night or 10 o'clock at night. Uh, David Jones has committed to St. John's or verbally committed to St. John's. He entered the transfer portal a couple of weeks ago, I think two weeks ago. Uh, He was a standout at DePaul this season in his sophomore season. He stays in the Big East and he comes to St. John's over from DePaul. Uh, The second real impact transfer that St. John's has landed now after they got Andre Corbello just a few weeks ago. So two really big recruits. Corbello was regarded by you know pretty much everyone, I would say, as a top 10 um, uh, player in the transfer portal over the past couple of weeks. And it sounds like by pretty much you know most people as well, David Jones was, you know, if not a top 10, a top 15, a top 20 player in the transfer portal as well. So credit to Mike Anderson, credit to this staff. Uh, they have hit the ground running on the transfer portal, and it has been a dream offseason so far in terms of the transfer portal for the Red Storm. Uh, it sounds like on this staff, it was Shoes Vitrone, who was kind of the main or uh, the head recruiter in terms of, of Jones' commitment. Uh, it sounds like Joel Soriano had a big part to do in, in Jones' committing. Uh, Soriano and Jones, if you kind of follow them on social media, they are very, very close. I believe that they played together on the Dominican national team, um, so they have that connection as well. They're former teammates, uh, so I'm sure that had a lot to do with it as well as uh, St. John's lands a second big impact transfer in David Jones. It really sounds like it was a team effort, but like I said, give Mike Anderson and give this staff credit. They reloaded this offseason. And like I said, after not really losing anything to the transfer portal now, uh, I know that the transfer portal closed on uh, on Sunday night, but it sounds like some guys are still trickling out. But it doesn't sound like St. John's is going to lose one scholarship player to the transfer portal. That was, I think they were one of maybe 12 or 13 teams in the entire Division One that did not lose one scholarship player to the transfer portal and they have now brought in two of the top probably 20 transfers in the country uh just an absolutely crazy good offseason for st john's if you listen to this show if you're a a longtime listener to this show if you've just listened to some of our episodes in the past you remember when i had zach braziller on and zach and i were actually talking about this uh earlier today when we had zach braziller on a couple of weeks ago he said you know for the 
for there to be any excitement going into next season after the disappointment of this year, for there to be any excitement, they had to hit a couple of home runs in the transfer portal. Those were Zach's words especially, uh, exactly. They had to hit a couple of home runs in the transfer portal. Well, Andre Curbelo and David Jones are two home runs. Just an incredible job reloading this team now and now being in a position where you feel like you can somewhat make a push for the NCAA tournament. It feels realistic to expect the NCAA tournament uh, going into next season, but I'll get into that uh, in a second. But you know, you look at the, this offseason, they lose Julian Champagny. That wasn't totally unexpected. I think everyone pretty much expected that he was going to be gone. Uh, losing Aaron Wheeler also was not really an unexpected thing. Wheeler was, what, 24 years old? It seemed pretty clear that he wanted to leave and uh, pursue the professional rank. So, you know, Champagny and Wheeler were not shock losses, but I think it was pretty shocking to say that they've brought in Curbelo and Jones now and uh, transformed themselves right back into hopefully being on paper a uh, NCAA tournament contender. But I'm going to get into that in a second. I just want to talk about what David Jones brings to the table from what I know about him. I don't know a ton about him. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've watched, I know more about him, I would say, than Curbelo, to be honest with you. I've much watched a lot more DePaul than Illinois over the past two years, but Jones averaged 14.5 points per game last season for the Blue Demons, uh, 7.4 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists per game, 1 block per game, 1.7 steals per game. He shot 44% from the field. He shot just 29.7% from three. Uh, so that doesn't really solve the three-point uh, issues that this team currently looks like they're going to have, and I'll get to that in a second. And he shot 69% on free throws. So when you look at his skill set, Again, it seems like it's 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 tailor made for this Mike Anderson system. Jones is a crazy athletic player. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything, as we said. Fourteen point five points per game, seven point four rebounds per game. Uh, he's six foot six, so he can you know kind of play a ver- uh, number of different positions. I would say, uh, you know, seems like he's pretty comfortable with the ball in his hands. Seems like he can create his own shot. And just seems like someone who is a scorer. I know he averaged 14.5 uh, points per game, but you know you look at his his game log from last season. I believe he had a, a couple of 30 point. He had a 33 point game against Louisville. Uh, had a couple of 26 point games, 24 point games. So he's a scorer. This guy, like maybe he's a little bit streaky, but he can score, and that's something that this team you know really needs. Because if you look, you know the two leaders of this team and the two guys that you expect to be the leaders of this team, Posh Alexander and uh, Andre Curbelo aren't necessarily these you know high volume scores they're not going to be your alpha scores I know Posh Alexander plays like an alpha but I don't see him being you know someone that's going to score you 20 plus points per game or you know 17 18 points per game uh you know average uh, throughout the entire season and I don't really look at Corbello as that either those are more you know passing guys that are going to create and and you know take their shots when they can uh so I can kind of see Jones filling the void left by Julian Champagne do I think he I, I want to make this clear do I think he's going to fully replace Julian Champagny? Absolutely not. I don't think that that's, you know, in the, I mean, maybe it could happen, but I don't see that happening. But I do think that he fills some of the void left by Champagny in terms of the alpha score uh, that that this team needs. So I think that that's a a big, big positive for him as well. And I'm sure that's a reason why he came here as well. You know, there's going to be an opportunity. You know, you look at Pasha Alexander, you look at Andre Corbello, those are going to be two of the best playmakers, not only in the Big East, but in the whole country. When you look at a 
backcourt, that's appealing for guys to play with. You know, and obviously he had the connection to Soriano, but for a guy who's a scorer like David Jones seems to be, that's appealing to play with two guys who are going to create and who are going to give you a chance to get a lot of good shots off. So uh, I'm I'm sure that that had a lot to do with his commitment as well. I was thinking this earlier, and I want to I want to bring it up as well when I think about David Jones's game and just what I've seen from him and the highlight tapes and his stats and everything like that. I get big time vibes of Sir Dominic Pointer from David Jones. And you guys can let me know. I was going to tweet this out. I figured uh, I would just wait and then I would say it on the show. And maybe, if, you know, depending on what you think of that, uh, hit me up on Twitter, maybe reply to the to the podcast when I tweet it out, what you think of that comparison. Sir Dominic Pointer and David Jones. You look at Sir Dom, he was 6'6". David Jones is 6'6 as well. Both guys very, very athletic, you know, very, very bouncy. They fit this system very, very well. I know Sir Dominic played under Lavin, but they fit the system very, very well, can get up and down the court. Jones is a much better shooter. That's the only difference is, is Jones is a, a really solid, or not really solid, but a decent three-point shooter while Sir Dominic Pointer was not a really much of a three point threat at all. But when you look at their stats, look at Sir Dom's final season here. He averaged 13.7 points per game. Jones averaged 14.5 last year. Sir Dom averaged seven rebounds. Jones averaged seven rebounds. Uh, Sir Dom averaged three assists. Jones averaged two and a half assists. Uh, Sir Dom averaged 1.9 steals. Jones averaged 1.7 steals. They just feel like very, very similar stat lines and very, very similar skill sets to St. John's where, you know, both guys can contribute a little bit of everything. Now you expect that Jones's scoring would hopefully go up a little bit uh, as he gets as he goes on but I, I get Sir Dominic Pointer vibes from him just a little bit of a better three-point shooting so let me know what you guys think about that 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 was the comparison that was kind of going through my head as I was watching some of his his um his tape over the last couple of weeks and, and just looking at his stat lines as well I get those vibes from him so uh let me let me know what you guys think about about that but you know, when you look at this roster for next season now, it's it's almost set. There's one spot left. Where do we want them to go with the final spot? Um, I'm going to talk to Jay DeMeo in a little bit, and we'll see where he thinks they should go. Uh, I, I would love to get a, a, a big, or a, you know, a, a stretch uh, for you know a wing player that can that can shoot the three ball. They need a shooter right now. Their best shooter right now is probably Dylan Adewusu, and that's a problem. <laughs> you know, they lost really four. You know, I mean, you look at the guys they lost. They lost a lot of shooters. Julian Champagny. Aaron Wheeler, Tariq Coburn, Steph Smith, they lost a lot of shooters and they haven't really brought in anyone that you know for a fact is a solid three-point shooter. Obviously, Curbelo is not much of a threat. Jones, I just mentioned, shoots what, 29%. That's not, you know, gonna gonna scare anyone really. Um, AJ Store, we don't really know what he brings to the table. Colby King, we don't know what he brings to the table. You know, Pinzone has shown flashes, but we don't really know if he can do that consistently over a full season. So right now, probably Probably your best, you know, reliable three-point threat is Dylan Adewusu, and that's a problem. So this is a very, very talented roster, but I think it continues to be a very, very kind of weird roster. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how all that mixes together. But one thing that I do like about the transfers that they've brought in so far, and I really wanted to make this point as well, when you look at the two guys that they've brought in so far, there is no question mark in terms of can they produce on the Big East level. 
you know, there are no question marks about if they are Big East level players. Look at David Jones. I mean, he just did it on the Big East level last year for DePaul. He had a great sophomore season for DePaul last year. There's no question mark about that. Andre Curbelo was one of the best freshmen in the country for Illinois two years ago. Took a step back this year, yes, but we've seen him produce on the Big Ten level, which is probably even better than the Big East, to be honest with you. So we know that he can do it. We know that he can come in here and do it as well. My problem with the transfer uh, transfer that St. John's has brought in, and I don't even know if this is by choice, but they've brought in a lot of low and high or, and mid majors, uh, mid major talents from the portal. That there were question marks: Can they step up to the Big East level? You know, I don't want to throw anyone on their bus, but look at last season. Steph Smith coming from Vermont. Uh, Tariq Coburn coming from Hofstra. Joel Soriano coming from Fordham. And Joel obviously ended up having a pretty good year. You know, Aaron Wheeler coming from Purdue, but didn't really play very much at Purdue. Montez Mathis coming from Rutgers kind of got phased out of their rotation at Rutgers. You know, it seems like we had always kind of brought in these mid-major kids that were trying to jump up to the biggies level or kids that were playing high-level, high-major college basketball but weren't necessarily getting minutes. You know, look at Justin Simon. Look at Marvin Clark. Obviously, those guys ended up playing very well, but you, you get my point there. You know, look at David Carraher. Look at Damian Sears. Look at Ian Steer. Look at even go back to Max Hooper. Like, there is a lot of guys that were brought in. I, I can go on and on with the amount of guys that they've brought in that there were question marks is, are these guys biggie-level uh, players? And for a majority of them, the answer was no. You know, there's no questions if David Jones or if Andre Corbello are Big East level players. And I think that's why the expectations should be heightened now. So that's the final point that I want to make here is that is why the expectations should be a little bit higher going into next season. Now, of course... We've said this, what, almost every offseason for St. John's for what feels like the past 15 years. We've said, on paper, this is the most talented team in the Big East. On paper, this is a team that's going to go to the NCAA tournament. On paper, this is a team that's going to be top half of the Big East. We've said that, you know, on paper, on paper, on paper. We've said that it seems like every single offseason, or not every single offseason, but almost every single offseason. On paper... This is one of the more talented rosters in the Big East. And on paper, the expectation now should be reaching the NCAA tournament. I don't think that that's even a question now at this point. That should be the goal. That should be the expectation is NCAA tournament. We'll see where they go with the final scholarship. But at this point now, the talents, at least the top level talent with Posh, Curbelo, and Jones... And then you'd hope that the you know supporting cast of the Wusu, the Mathis, the Pinzone, the Soriano, the Triore, you would hope that those guys all step up. You know, Nyway, you would hope that those guys step up. Colby King, AJ Store, see what see what you get out of those guys. And you would hope now, again, on paper, that this looks like an NCAA tournament team. So it's a second straight season now of kind of NCAA tournament or bust, but I think this one really means or bust. You know, when you look at Mike Anderson and his job security, uh, that was a big, I guess, issue or, or, or problem that Zach and I had when we did our, our postseason wrap up a couple of weeks ago. We said, you know, and I think a lot of fans had this, and I think that's why there was so much anger at the end of this season. The fact that we knew that last season was such a disappointment, obviously going in with these, you know, Biggie's title hopes and not even reaching the, the NIT, you know, and let alone reaching the NCAAs, you know, going in hoping that we can maybe even be a second weekend team and not even reaching the NCAAs, and then looking and saying, well, Julian Champagny's gone. 
Aaron Wheeler is gone. Sure, the Big East is going to take a step back, but St. John's is going to take a big step back, and St. John's is going to be in a rebuilding year. They're not going to want to get rid of Mike Anderson after a rebuilding year, so Mike Anderson is now going to get a fifth year after four straight years of no NCAA tournaments. That was kind of the fear and I think the frustration that myself and a lot of fans were having after last season. That's completely out the window now. You know, that scenario now is completely out the window with these two home runs that they've hit in Curbelo and in Jones. You know, this is not going to be a rebuilding year. This is not going to be a year where, you know, if they go above 500 or near 500 in the Big East and make the NIT that we're all, you know, uh, content with that, you know, that we want to see some growth maybe from from AJ Store from the start of the season to the end of the season, you know, that we want to see Posh Alexander turn into, you know, the leader of this team. No, like we need results this season now. You know, we're not settling now this season for, well, they played hard, you know, they made the NIT, let's bring Anderson back and let's let's run it back for year five now and try to make the year the tournament in year five. That's out the window. You know, it is now NCAA tournament or bust, or Mike Anderson is, is probably not the coach. So we're going to find out, you know, for everyone that, that has questions about Mike Anderson, myself included, obviously after this past season, if you've listened to this show... Everyone that has issues or questions about Mike Anderson's coaching ability, we're going to find out this year. Like it's, We're going to get answers this time next year. We're going to know if he's the guy or if he's not the guy. You know, the expectations are NCAA tournament. We're going to know that we're not going to go through another season now and and kick the can and say, all right, we'll bring him back for another year because we were all right and still not have any answers about this guy. We are going to get answers this season. And I think as a fan base, that's what we deserve. So again, I'll say we're not looking for Final Four. We're not looking for second weekend. To be honest with you, I'm not even looking. I want to win the Big East title, but finish top five in the Big East. You know, finish in the top half of the Big East and make the NCAA tournament. Not the playing game, make the NCAA tournament. And that's a successful season. I'm perfectly okay bringing back Mike Anderson, but we will see how that happens. We'll see how it all shakes out. We're going to talk about it ad nauseum now for the past six months, I would suppose, until the season actually starts, but this has been a great offseason for St. John's for a number a number of different reasons, uh, bringing in these two uh, two star players and not really losing anyone of note at all. Uh, so we will see where next season goes in what should be a down Big East. But I'm going to bring on Jay DeMeo now, friend of the program for a couple of years. Uh, he's going to come on. We're going to get his thoughts on the David Jones transfer on the roster as it stands right now and as where and on where St. John's can go in the transfer portal for their final open scholarship. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, I'm now joined by Jay DeMeo, contributor to Johnny Nation SJU and Daily Dose of Hoops, and he's a big-time contributor to this podcast as well. Jay, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing good, Troy. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot more well because of uh, what happened this past weekend. It's now been made official, I think, in the last like hour or so that David Jones is coming to St. John's. That's the reason for this show. That's the reason why we have you on. So I guess I just want to you know, get your initial thoughts on Jones to St. John's. It doesn't sound like it was really all that surprising, but your thoughts on the pickup for the Red Storm. 
I think it's a home run pickup. I think it's uh, this all season in general so far has been a home run to much of the surprise <laughs> to the St. John's fan. I think he fits a need that this team kind of lacked now with Julian leaving. They needed a scorer. Mm-hmm. You, you, they obviously added Carbello, who is similar to Posh, but isn't necessarily you know a bucket getter, mm-hmm. if you will. But that's exactly what David Jones is, averaging 15 and 7 in the Big East. You know that, that, That'll get things done for a team that desperately needed a guy that they can hand the ball to and I really think that um, he fits a need in the wing position which St. John's needs now he's not much of a shooter mm-hmm. which I'm sure is probably something we'll get to later in this podcast mm-hmm. but because the team does still need a shooter but um, he really kind of expands the whole floor for St. John's um, he he put up 33 against Louisville last year had a great game against Georgetown um, really can kind of do it at all levels so uh, a home run get um, obviously, the close connections with the Spanish players on the team and Joel Soriano and uh, Andre Carbello, I'm sure, was a big influence c- for him coming here, as well as you know the Dominican influence in New York City in general. Mm-hmm. And you you tie that in with plenty of playing time for him to be had. I think it was a perfect fit. How impactful do you think it was? Because I, I think it was a, a a big reason why he came. The fact that he knows like he's going to be one of the guys. You know, he might not be the guy, but I mean, in terms of score. Scoring, he's he's probably going to end up leading this team in scoring. You would think at the end of the season, and he's got two such dynamic playmakers in the backcourt and Posh Alexander and Andre Carbello. That's got to be like pretty attractive for a guy of, of Jones's stature to come here, correct? Oh, with, without question, and, and you don't need, I don't even think you have to question it because you look at the makeup of the roster right now. Um, he he is the guy that's yeah. going to be the main for when when it's time for the game to. Uh, get close and tight like we saw a bunch of times last year. St. John's didn't really have anyone that they can kind of go to to get something happen or a play they can really draw up anything for. They did it with Julian a couple times here and there, but obviously, you know, the, those situations didn't pan out as we all hoped, but mm-hmm. this is a kid that he can really do a lot, and um, he he's going to be needing the ball in his hands, and he's got two great guys running the point at the point guard position that'll help him get there, but mm-hmm. um, he, he can... He can dish the ball out himself as well. I think he is going to take a lot of attention off of Curbelo and Posh, so mm-hmm. that can free up a lot of space for them, especially for the one that's off the ball. Mm-hmm. So this is really, really, really a good get. And if you told me, you know, with the way the season ended and how, you know, with the state of the program was and how kind of down everyone was, if you told me that they would land David Jones and Andre Curbelo in this offseason, I would have said that's a pipe dream. But mm-hmm. here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, and it, it totally changes the the outlook for uh for next season too i mean we'll, we'll get into that i'm sure uh in a second another uh, point that i wanted to kind of run by you and hear hear your thoughts on is you know jones kind of fills a need like you mentioned they needed a score to replace champagne maybe not like totally his production but a good chunk of his production you know you look at the difference though in between like like last season and this season now like they bring in david jones he fills a need but he also kind of fits the system that they play like he, he's a you know up-tempo guy he's very athletic can get up and down the court like you look at the guys that they brought in last year like no disrespect but like Steph Smith Tariq Coburn even going back to like Vince Cole like those guys didn't necessarily fit the needs or the style that this team plays I feel like that's big to get Corbello and Jones are two guys who really fit in with the 40 minutes of hell right he's a really explosive player when you look back at his film which <clears throat> I think can really benefit this team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need people that do fit the system that you're trying to implement. Mm-hmm. I will be cautious because we know that uh, 
Andre Carmelo has a high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. Um, Posh on the ball can get wild at times. So this team has potential to look like the Showtime Lakers or like the <laughs> Charlotte Bobcats. So it'll be really fun to watch at times. It might be really frustrating to watch as well. Um, I'm interested to see in how the offense changes this year. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's somewhat more of a set system in place because we saw how at times last year the offense kind of could go stagnant and become dry spells. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously I think David Jones helps that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And and something else that's interesting to see how it works itself out is is what roles does each guy play? You know, we kind of know the role of Jones, I, I would assume, kind of filling in uh, into Champagne's shoes. But, like, you know, how do Posh and Curbelo play with each other? You know, how does A.J. Store factor in? That was such a big issue with last year was, you know, we didn't really have defined roles. We didn't have, you know, groups of guys that would like to play together. I, I wonder, you know, because that's going to be a big issue this year, or not issue, but that's going to be a big question mark, I would say, this year is just kind of like where does everyone fit in, you know? Right, 100%. Um, there's a lot of question marks to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, how is Curbelo and Posh going to mesh? Will Joel Soriano take that next step up as we kind of saw him starting to come into his own as the Big East season went down the stretch? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure David Jones will be doing David Jones things. Mm-hmm. Um, how is Pinzon going to progress? There's mm-hmm. a lot of questions that uh, have to be answered. What are we going to get out of AJ Store? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want to put too much pressure and expect too much out of a true freshman mm-hmm. coming in, but uh, he's a four-star recruit. He's an ESPN Top 100 kid, so I'm sure the consensus is at least right now until they figure out what they're doing with that last roster spot is that AJ Store is probably starting at this point. you got to figure. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's, I know everyone's getting excited, and we're already seeing, you know, the John Rothstein tweets and the John Vance <laughs> tweets, you know, kind of penciling this team in. It really is kind of similar to the situation they were in last yeah. year. They kind of reloaded with transfers in the uh, off season, and you know, this was really supposed to be a big year. We saw what happened, so I'm gonna definitely be on the cautious side of things going into 2022. But. Um, there, there, there's potential there, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I just we got to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, you, you and me both with the uh, the cautious optimism for sure. Um, about Jones though, sticking on him for just just one more second here. I, I have a, a player comp for him in my head. I don't know if it's accurate at all. You can completely uh, disagree with it if you want. You're actually the I think the first person that I'm running this by. I recorded it earlier and then uh, so it hasn't been released yet. But I see a lot of Sir Dominic Pointer in in David Jones mainly like. The the last year of Sir Dominic Pointer. Obviously, you know, Jones is a much better shooter because uh, Dom wasn't really much of a shooter, but just in like their size and the style that they play, and if you look at the stats, they're actually very similar. Uh, do you do you kind of see that at all, or would you go somewhere else with uh, with where you, who you would compare him to? No, I think it's a good comp. Those are two both explosive players, not necessarily known for their shooting, more mm-hmm. of what they can do inside the paint and mm-hmm. attacking the rim. Um from what I remember, I know it's been, oh my God, we're going on almost close to a decade now since Saddam <laughs> suited up. That's crazy. I know. Makes um, me feel old. <laughs> um, I think Saddam maybe had a tad bit more athleticism to him, mm-hmm. um, but I and a little different build to him, mm-hmm. but um, I think this is a good comp overall. There was the thing with is Saddam didn't come into his own really until the last year or two of his tenure yeah. at St. John's. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, I knew. Uh, David Jones still has three years of eligibility left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but no, that's a that's a, to me. He kind of it reminds me of Bashir Ahmed. Okay. 
and and I, and I say that as a good thing. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, the, the playing styles are kind of similar. I'll give him a, a rich man's Bashir, and I think he'll play with um, a little better IQ. Mm-hmm. I know the DePaul fans have been saying that he can kind of play wild and fast at times and mm-hmm. kind of get a little crazy, but um, he has a streaky shot. He shot just under 30% this year, but he also had some streaks where he couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. So... We're probably going to expect something not too far off the road from that. But um, he's athletic. He's explosive. Kind of the things that Bashir Ahmed was. Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, hope he could kind of put it a little more together and yeah. have some, you know, a little better coaching to go along with it. Yeah, like you said, the, the rich man's Bashir Ahmed would be a lot better. Uh, looking yeah. looking at the, the roster now, we kind of we kind of ran through the roster a little bit uh, a few moments ago, but... You know, they have the one scholarship left. You would obviously assume that they're going to fill it. Uh, the need is is pretty obvious. It seems like it's going to be a shooter. You know, what position that shooter is, you you would hope you can get maybe like a stretch four that can that can shoot. Uh, but where are you looking for them to go in the portal? I don't I don't think that there's really any names out there that they're connected to right now. I mean, Corbello and Jones both kind of were a little bit obvious, um, but I don't really know if there's anyone that they're connected to. But where would you go with that with that last scholarship if you if you could? Um, I don't know if I have an exact player to put mm-hmm. my uh, finger on. It's Maybe tough, yeah. uh, the, that Welsh kid out of St. Bonaventure, he could kind of light it up from three. Mm-hmm. Um, they really do need a guy that's kind of a prototype of Aaron Wheeler who can give them some size. I do think this size, the size of this team is lacking a yeah. bit, especially in the bat, in the front court. You do have Joel Soriano, but you don't really know how much you're going to get out of Nyway and... I guess Treyor this year, who's yeah. a complete project. So mm-hmm. you definitely would like a kind of like a four or even maybe a five that has a shot to him. It's 2022, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you know there's one of those in there. But um, I don't know if I have a player exactly I could put my name on. You know, the, with the way the transfer portal is, things are changing every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but if St. John's fans don't know about the kid Welsh, I think his name is. Um, might be David Welsh from St. Bonaventure. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm getting that name wrong, but um, <laughs> I thought he was a, a name that could maybe be a potential fit, doesn't have to transfer too far. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, what his offers are or who he's looking at. I do know that St. John's hasn't really uh, reached out on anyone yet. They kind of went all in on David Jones and made him the priority. Yeah. So um, I think the team, I think the, the staff knows that that was a need and it still is a need. Mm-hmm. So, um, my gut is that they would fill it. Mm-hmm. I know that they were looking at um, Toby Akawa, who just picked up a yeah. bunch of high majors last week, mm-hmm. Cardinal Hayes kid. Um, I don't know what they'll do with that. Obviously, that would be the last piece to the puzzle if they decided to go full-fledged with him, or I don't know what he's leaning, mm-hmm. but that would be a kind of another uh, backup five to Joel. So, But um, I would hope it's a shooter. Yeah, because I, I, if this team goes into next season, you know, if we're, we're six, seven months from now and like Dylan, Dylan Adewusu is their best shooter going into the year, I think that's a problem. And I, that it's kind of setting up that way now in terms of like what we've seen from these guys. Uh, that scares me a lot. They don't really have much shooting, you know? Right. Um, and you need maybe, that in, in 2022. No, of course you need mm-hmm. that. And I know there's been some teams that have kind of survived without it, but you don't want to, those are kind of anomalies mm-hmm. and you don't want to bank on that. Mm-hmm. You really need to have elite, elite talent to get by mm-hmm. with the guys that are really good at what they do to not have, you know, at least one guy that you can rely on to knock down shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you would hope Posh was in the gym working because he didn't hit a, a single three pointer on the road last season. Yep. So, <laughs> 
he showed progress at the end of his freshman season yeah. of a three-point shot coming along, and it just kind of faded away this year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you can see improvements there and get something out of that. Um, I do like Dylan Wusu off off the ball. Obviously not running running the point. Um, I think <laughs> it'll free him up a bit. He did show flashes of him, you know, at least being somewhat reliable from three. But like I said, you don't want him to be your main guy. Exactly. I think a guy that really might step up in that role is Pinzone. Mm-hmm. I um, think so too. We obviously, yeah. we didn't see a ton of him this year, so it's kind of hard to grasp on what he really will be good at and what his complete niche will be. Mm-hmm. But um, he did show signs that he can, you know, shoot it a bit. You saw it in the in the Indiana game and a couple games after that. So um, I would expect a big jump from him this year. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And, I mean, we look at this roster now. Obviously, they, they still have the one spot left to fill, but they're going to have talent for, for sure, which we can say almost every year it feels like about this team. You know, on paper, they're they're very, very talented. The question is, can they put it all together? Um, what are the expectations for you? Is it is it kind of tournament or bust? Because to me, it feels like, you know, this time next year we're going to know if Mike Anderson is the guy, we're going to know if Mike Anderson is the coach that's going to be here for, you know, a, a couple more years or if this is going to be his last year. Because if they don't make the tournament this year, I think he's done. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? So the way I looked at it was I was originally not sure about that exact stance on where, you know, coaches position within the school will lie after this year Mm -hmm. i thought i used to think it was this year or he's gone Mm -hmm. but then i was kind of leaning it seemed like that the school was maybe going to take a punt year this year and kind of maybe rebuild for 2023 with brandon gardner and an older posh and i wasn't i really didn't think they were going to go all out this year and kind of rebuild this and right the wrongs of last year Mm -hmm. but it seems like they're going all out you don't you don't bring in two of the top 20 guys in the transfer portal this year to to not make the the NCAA tournament you just Mm -hmm. don't do that you know that's not what you're selling these kids on Mm -hmm. and that's really just not what you can sell your fan base after what happened last year Mm -hmm. so um I really because I knew they weren't involved with much high school kids outside of Brandon Gardner who's a 2023 kid so um i really didn't i you you had to figure that if it wasn't going to come in the transfer portal it wasn't going to come at all because Mm -hmm. they just weren't involved with any high school kids Mm -hmm. but obviously you see what they've done and potentially are still doing with what they do at that last spot this has to be a tournament team i'm sorry i'm not saying i'm expecting that because we know how things could go but (laughs) this really does have to be a tournament team if Mike Anderson plans on coaching here for at least another two years or to fill out the rest of this contract because mm. I don't know how you could sell this fan base with the talent on paper two years in a row now that should be good enough to get there and if they don't get there oh man that, that won't be a good look and I would I would I would assume it's the end of Mike Anderson in Queens but I don't want to jump to any conclusions but mm-hmm. I think that has to be the outcome mm-hmm. yeah if, if they don't get here we're uh we're definitely gonna have some fun on this podcast for sure talking about it because we'll we will have a lot to talk about but uh Jay we'll we'll talk to you along the way man I'm sure we'll be checking in more this summer there's you know like like we said with the transfer portal uh, you know the the news never stops so thank you as always for coming on tonight and uh like I said we'll be we'll be talking for sure sure at some point in the rest of the offseason appreciate it Troy looking forward to it thanks for having me on all right have a good one all right thank you once again to Jay DeMeo for coming on and talking about David Jones's transfer from DePaul to St. John's 
You can check out Jay's work on Johnny Nation, SJU, and Daily Dose of Hoops. And you can check him out on here. He comes on here a good amount as well. We always appreciate having him on. So thank you once again to Jay. And yeah, I think, you know, we pretty much summed it up there. You know, we're going to know about Mike Anderson at this time next year. Uh, If we don't make the tournament next season, then I think there's going to be some changes. I think that we've kind of positioned ourselves. We've kind of changed the the mindset of next year. You know, as Jay mentioned, I think a lot of people thought it was going to kind of be a punt year. I think he he said, you know, a year that they were going to, like I I said, kind of kick the can down the road for another season and that's really all changed now in the last two weeks I think the expectations now change and uh, you know we we see obviously what happens on the court but in terms of the expectations or or what we're hoping I think that you know it's a reasonable now to expect the NCAA tournament and you know top half of the Big East and what should be uh, a relative down year for the Big East but we'll see that's why they play the games Uh, we've been burned by this in the past so you know we're we're kind of uh, doing the same thing over and over again it feels like but hopefully uh, this year is different but thank you everyone for listening uh we will be back again at some point they they got one more spot to fill on this roster so uh when they fill it i will do a, a podcast about that i've done you know podcasts for Corbello and jones hopefully we're doing another happy podcast about a transfer that we're all happy about that's notable enough to do a podcast on their own so uh until then i'll be back again maybe check in a couple more times this off season but uh thank you all for listening And as always, let's go Johnny's.